0: What's up, everybody? You're back in here with the boys, the pro football pod, the first live episode coming at you here. We hit you guys with, you know, the draft last week, you know, just because we had that going on. Austin sat out, so now you get to see his beautiful face. How's Is it going, it boys? What, what, what's been going on? How was Florida,
1: Austin? Oh, it was a beautiful sunshine state. You already know, baby. It was paradise down there. My favorite thing about the Pro Football Pod is
2: how into basketball Austin is. Just going <laughs> full on Matt McClung right
0: now. Bro, Just fucking
2: dunking on him. Fucking
0: I ah. love it. Is that the McClung jersey or is that? <laughs> oh, uh, you
2: already know, dude. He's not That's getting no I like it. Number I like nine. The respect.
0: I like. Hey, the he won him
2: some money, so he gave him some money. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I like the respect. That's good. That's good. So uh, you know how was uh I saw you guys went to Disney for a stop didn't you like did you Epcot. actually go to Disney Disney Epcot.
1: we just we were drinking around the world Epcot. you know
0: I, see that's what you That's do, right? adult that's Disney adult right there baby thank exactly. you oh my that's... god yeah that's Why adult going Disney
2: 1000% now post draft i mean i know the cowboys got a bunch of fucking Michigan players, so you've got to be happy. But hey, you pretty excited about the draft class? Hey,
1: let's go blue, baby. You already know I'm a Michigan fan. Cowboy fan. We got all Michigan players. Dolphins I mean,
2: picked up a all right, Let's less gang signs.
1: Let's get us gang signs. I'm partner. just saying we couldn't be we couldn't be more happy. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, let's go blue. I'll just throw up the blood out here. M
1: baby. The big M baby.
0: So, uh, you know, digging into that draft there a little bit, let's go ahead and dive in. We are episode 38, the draft review episode. So uh, what were y'all's, like, favorite player-to-team landing spots? Like, not necessarily where they were picked, but, like, you know, it just got your juices flowing. A certain team picked a certain guy.
1: If you want to talk about one team in particular, picking up a bunch of dogs, dog after dog, freaking eagles. They Eagles. they landed a bunch of fucking studs. So, I mean, that's just one team we got to talk about. But I do like what Houston picked up. I think they landed some serious studs.
0: The Eagles' fucking obsession with Georgia players is absolutely insane. They ended up taking a Georgia corner in, like, the third round, like Keely Ringo.
2: And then trading for a Georgia player that's from Philly after. Uh, I mean, I love it. They've won back-to-back championships. Like, who's the best team in the fucking NCAA? Let's go get those players. I mean, that's a good... Everyone's talking like Howie Roseman's this genius, but he's doing what every one of us would have done in his position. We would have taken Nolan Smith at the end of the round after taking Jalen at the beginning. to him at 30. Of course you take
1: them. Fuck. Fuck yeah, no no shit, dude. Yeah, I mean they had a great draft pick though for how great they did in the season. They had a top fifteen pick. Jalen Carter
0: falling to them at nine. Like honestly, I think the Bears are stupid for not taking him themselves and trading back i mean yes they needed offensive line help so they got that right tackle but holy did shit, they though like-, like
2: with all the pieces they just added to their offense this this offseason i think that they needed to take a stand on defense that was the thing that made me the most excited about houston austin was talking about the moves they made but being able to trade back up to three to get the best defensive player on the board after getting the second best quarterback on most people's boards I mean, that's how you become a good team for being a shit team. And D'Amico Ryans is going to make Will Anderson into now, a beast.
0: The one kickback I have to that, though, is what they gave up to do it. Them, them trading their first round pick for next year and not Cleveland's. Is going to come back and bite them in the ass. Because but as they of got right like now, a third
2: from Cleveland or something. They didn't get nothing. They got no, something they, else from Cleveland.
0: And they traded a third to Arizona next year as well. So they essentially break even with the Cleveland trade. And they don't have their own picks, which are projected and probably will be higher. And so the Cardinals as of right now, just based on Vegas projections on how next year is going to end. The Cardinals right now are projected to have the number one and number two overall draft picks next year. Regardless, you're looking at them having two top five picks. If they end up with number one and they can get out of Kyler Murray's contract, get Caleb Williams, and then draft Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two right behind him. Like, think- what the Cardinals did, the Cardinals look like fucking geniuses loading up on picks next year, didn't really sacrifice anything this year, and, like, they just made their draft class was great. Like, they got rid of their GM, and this new guy just absolutely shit on the entire floor with them.
1: You think they'd take Caleb Williams first overall when they have Kyler Murray?
2: Yes. I mean, so Kyler Murray's going to be on the second year. He'll finish the second year on his big contract, probably with a three-year guarantee. So if they l- lose so many games that they end up being a top five pick and they can even trade both of their first rounders for Caleb Williams, I think that that's something that they probably do. I mean, they're only getting an extra three inches on a quarterback, so I don't know what that gives them. Like if that's really gonna I'll be the difference you, I'll maker. I'll tell you
1: right now that the Cardinals are not going to be the worst team in the NFL. I I'll agree tell you that right now, like they that's have not going to happen. Talent on that no, team. No, I don't
0: think they'll be the worst. But number one, as of right now, they don't have much for talent on their roster. Like at that's
1: what that's what I just said. That they do have that though. They no. do have talent
0: where
2: so their defense isn't super deep in anywhere but they do still have deandre hopkins they still have uh, have deandre hopkins right now
0: deandre hopkins ain't going to be playing for them last
2: last week uh you're saying this season coming up because last week deandre hopkins is already saying shit like saw the video but yeah
0: that ain't nothing like deandre gonna be playing for them kyler's out for the first what six eight ten weeks of the season so yeah that's the part that's gonna suck the most shit the, and gone so you we don't know when kyler's coming back
1: who's their and backup? so
0: for me with kyler's kyler's yeah. contract is the one thing that would hold them up from drafting caleb williams but shit dude they had a top 10 pick on their roster at quarterback when they drafted kyler at number one and it's a new regime, new coaching staff, and everything like that. They don't have the ties to Kyler like Cliff Kingsbury did. So I don't exactly. Think I think they're going to use and abuse
2: him, him when they do get him. Like they're going to just use him up when they get the chance. And if they can't get the type of production they're looking for, they will quickly move on. I think they're going to be tied up for this year and next year, and then they're going to be drafting the year after. For a quarterback, unless they take someone deep in the draft next year, because like Austin's saying, there's no way that they're a top ten pick. Like based off of the roster and Kyler Murray's play whenever he does come back, top like 10 maybe, but not top five. Like I don't, I don't know if they're going to be a top ten.
0: This tampering shit with Arizona and Jonathan Gannon, and the reason they ended up having to do some pick swaps and all of that that essentially derailed any talks with Fangio taking place. I don't know if it was because, like I said, Fangio was just like, I'm not dealing with it. I'm just going to get out of here and go somewhere else. Or if there was maybe some possible tampering going on, if he would have stayed and if it would have been like more to light because shit, dude, I don't know who the Eagles signed as their defensive coordinator. Like, did they just, like promote within like i truly i think that's
2: what they did uh it seems like that's what they did with both because i've heard where both of their coordinators went but like who replaced them hasn't really been this big talking point i think the thing that everyone's really interested in like what's going to happen this next year is the way that these rookies are going to come out i think a lot of people are expecting anthony richardson to start if not week one by like week four at the latest just because the culture are kind of like all in on, is he a superstar or is he not worth it? And are we going to have to redraft a quarterback in the next couple of years?
1: Oh, he is superstar. And that's why he got drafted like, like a superstar. I he mean, Will Levis
2: fall into the second round was a big, huge story. Uh, the guy said he didn't want to be the guy in the green room, just like on camera all night, if he wasn't going to be drafted in the top 15. And then he was—he was that
1: guy. You're talking about the wrong like character or like person, like. But like his girlfriend was the main character of the show. You know, well that is
0: his girlfriend. His girlfriend, his sisters. Like he had like twelve different chicks. But like honestly, if I you got fire your agent, like because you're getting (laughs) the wrong information to let you know that you're going in the first round. There, all the hype, all the Reddit bullshit. Nah, but like at the same time, just like. Uh, no, we mocked him. I uh, we mocked I, him. Like I
1: say I talked I to you. To I bulton texted bulton you before. that day, and I was like, "Yo, what happened with Will Levis? It looks like he's going number two overall. Like, what's yeah, what, what and, happened but, lately?"
0: And there were talks though. If the Titans passed on him at eleven, it no one knew where he would end up going. And I'm more shocked that nobody traded up back into the first round to try to get him for that fifth year option. And I so agree I because a, of the fifth of an year indictment on him. Because they're just like, I don't think we're going to need the fifth year. We're probably going to find it out soon enough.
2: Me and Austin spent some time analyzing all of the potential first-round quarterbacks. And Will Levis was the one that we said mechanically didn't look like he had everything. He had a lot of bad throws that weren't just like pinpoint accuracy. He looked like a guy that was a gunslinger. Uh, And that that guy can – he can accept – exactly – but if you throw 35 touchdowns and then you also throw 35 interceptions then you're not that you're not going to have a good time like that's just not what it is so i i don't know if like a guy like that can have success in the NFL as a starter you have to be able to protect the football more than anything else so i think that CJ Stroud and Bryce Young they show at least that capability that i can protect the ball I'm not going to throw it away. So I think that Houston, even if they give CJ a chance early, they have a chance of being able to compete in football games. Last year, they lost how many games by less than a touchdown. So I think that they're already trying to bridge that gap. They're right there to do so. I I think that Houston could surprise a lot of teams this year. I think
1: CJ Straub is going to surprise a lot of people and show you why he was the better quarterback to draft over Chase, mr young bryce bryce
0: see i i think houston they've got nice pieces like you've got damian pierce you know you've brought in De- Devin singletary you've got your your running backs back there dalton schultz you've got a solid tight end for you noah brown is a solid number three option but they don't like Nico Collins is still there and okay. He's solid. He's been, I agree. Some There's not
2: So many pieces like that they look.
0: CJ doesn't terrifying. have that one guy to where I Dalton Schultz absolutely buy in on him in fantasy this year, because CJ doesn't have that one guy that might be that like, he's going to be able three, to lean on tight end. that can beat coverage that can absolutely just, okay. I know whatever happens. I've got this guy open. He doesn't have that on the outside.
2: So you you brought
0: up. That's why I don't think CJ is going to have a very great rookie year statistically. I don't see him shit in the bed at all, but I don't think there's the pieces around him right now. For him for to put up forty
2: five hundred and thirty touchdowns, I mean that's not gonna happen, but if he can win games, that's the thing, is statistically if with D'Amico Ryan's his team, if they can hold a good tight defense, they run the ball well, they can limit mistakes, that's all they need to do to win football games. Like that's that's what the 49ers whole thing is, and they've been successful for years off of not a great roster. Like they've had a better roster now.
1: Justin, I know you're gonna know his name, but the receiver that the Houston picked up last year. I think it was from Alabama. He was Oh, hurt. John
0: Mechie the third. Yeah, he Mechie. is coming back. That's a good so call. Like, Which he though, he's still like a good number, like a good number three on a great team, like a yeah. solid maybe number two on a team that needs him to be. He's still not the guy. Like I said, like that's where my one gripe with them giving up their pick for next year, because between them and Cleveland, theirs will be the highest. Like there I don't I don't have any argument for that. Theirs will be the highest. So because of that, you've got Marvin Harrison Jr. and Ebu Kanya from Oh, both from ohio state both top 10 caliber wide receivers i mean tank and warm, you're not bro. going to be able to get those guys so like there's still free agent guys out there there's going to be free agent guys next year for them to maybe bring in but it's going to be hard to try to get dudes down there to houston unless cj stroud just fucking pops off and has a justin herbert type year but again he don't have near the weapons herbert had his rookie year so and I, it I guess, was hard like, I to get being people. being
2: Whenever they had DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Deshaun Watson, it was hard to get people excited in Houston. I don't think that there's a chance that they have that in CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. Like there's not even a fucking chance.
1: I think it's hard for you guys to talk about Houston because it's like the unknown with this quarterback with these receivers that they're the jacks. And that like everyone hates them. Nobody wants them. Shit. Like it's gonna be one or the
2: other. I think between those are the two like expansion teams, right? Like those yeah. are the teams that are new that the owners haven't really been, you know, uh, nobody the wants to be in Jacksonville. Nobody like wants to be in Houston.
0: If well, the, the Titans were coached by Mike Rabel. I would seriously, say the, the Texans would finish above the Titans next year. Roster wise, they should. Yeah, but the Titans have Mike Vrabel, and he's—they have
2: the Miko Ryan's though, man. They I'm do, I'm super excited to see what this guy coach. can do.
0: Like he's—he's he's got a good defense though.
2: Their coverage defense was already so good last year. Like if they can just continue on that and then build with these players like Willie Anderson and everyone else they've added in the draft, I think that they're very special.
0: Like it's their draft, and it's it obvious. It's obvious to say it, but it comes down. C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. have to become stars. Like, I don't think C.J. Stroud is going to be compared to Bryce Young as, like, the one and two. Like, there will be those comparisons. Mm -hmm. But I think he's going to be more compared to Anthony Richardson because that's the guy that was on the board that you could have taken and you took C.J. Stroud instead. I would have taken C.J. Stroud instead. But also the trade-up for Will Anderson Jr., that needs to be a hit. Will Anderson Jr needs to be hey, a we. 10 sack type Bro, of player for you every season for that to be a hit of a pick.
1: You're talking about what Michael Parsons is trying to be this year? That's Will Anderson. I like
0: that. I like that a lot. Like Now Micah, that body he's style. smart moving to defensive end if he wants that defensive player of the year award, that's the, probably the best move for him.
2: I think right? as far as the best team in the draft, we've all been pretty vocal about who we thought did really well. Who do you guys think fucking shit the bet? I mean, was there a team that you just feel like could not possibly have grabbed less value whenever they did?
1: That team on your head.
2: <laughs> hey, you can only get the fastest running back in the league in the, the draft once. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know my what I'm saying?
0: thing, the Dolphins, I, I truly don't even really like... To me, their draft grade overall was like a B, because they, they didn't have a lot of capital. They picks. didn't have exactly. They had four picks, no first rounder, no fourth rounder, and no fifth rounder. Like those are premium picks for you to build your roster. For them to be you able to so get young, what they got, Cam Smith was a first round talent at corner. We got him in the second round at 51. mid to late second round. Devin and like Colby said, fastest fastest running back in the draft. And third fastest player overall in the draft. And he's just adding to the speed in that team. And then Elijah Higgins, the guy they got in the sixth round, he's a wide receiver at Stanford. And converted, he converted, he's going to convert to tight end. But remember, you remember the Jer- Jordan Reed and the My- Niles Paul era in Washington? Yes. Who were their coaches? Mike Sean McDaniel. McVay and Mike McDaniel and Kyle uh. Shanahan like that's where that plays in and we took your Michigan boy in the 7th round oh, so yeah. you can't I love really that pick. shit on him and say that. they no, 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 first. I love that
1: pick. That was a great pick in the end.
0: I so feel you guys like were
1: doing shit until then. The tight end that we took in the
2: 3rd round became like God, the 4th or 5th fastest tight end in the league. Like the moment we drafted him. He's a wide receiver that doesn't play a lot of tight end. My whole thing is that we don't need him to block. If we ask him to block whenever he can't block, we're fucking up. But if we ask him to go be basically a slot player that's also six foot three and a half, six foot four, then I mean that's exactly what we need from that type of position. I could see this guy with how athletic he is looking similar to a George Kittle. Kittle is able to do what he's able to do at the tight end position because of how fast he is, not because of how strong he is. It's not about his size. It's just
0: about athleticism. He has a mullet. (laughs) What? Mullets mullets will give you power. Now, if I had to say, like, my least favorite draft... Honestly, I'd probably would have to say like the 49ers. Like, granted, they didn't have a first round pick or a second round pick. They had three third round picks. They used one of them on a kicker. Like, Jake Moody. I saw that, dude. once like,
2: I mean, they needed he, a kicker. Robbie Gold has been the next
0: Justin Tucker. But that is the only way that that makes that pick make sense. Yeah. And there's no Justin Tucker, was a, like, Justin Tucker a was a first. Like, Justin Tucker was a first. To use a pick on a kicker anywhere before round six is absolutely stupid. Like so immediately. The last couple times
2: that there's been one and taken in the third, you're right, it has bitten the team in the ass. I don't remember who the uh, Tampa took a couple years back. That was like a second or a third round guy they took as a kicker, and he just wasn't Uh, shit. uh,
0: uh, Who was it, dude? The super flashy uh, dude. Like Florida. I, I thought he he went went to Florida, FSU. Was it was FSU. FSU. Okay. Yep. That's it was. Cool. Yeah, it was. I knew it was some somewhere in the sunshine. Yeah, state. yeah. And yeah, he came <laughs> out. R- Rigoberto Sanchez? No, that's wrong. I'm just naming names here.
2: M- was it Pablo Ricardo? <laughs> Ricardo? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that, that's not like, you know, that's not where.
1: That's not where it's at. So well, I feel. You guys are sort of wrong, though, because like you think about like when most games are won it's based off a freaking field goal like in the end of the game like and, it's young and kickers how many don't win how many,
2: how many teams young have kickers this don't do kicker. well dude look at the uh, yeah, young but, kickers and the league who's the guy um uh the young way Wei-Ku. coup young way coup's like such an anomaly, me. such an anomaly. He came oh. out of nowhere being this young guy that was awesome. As a person that does fantasy football for so long, I mean, every year, you're looking at a kicker that's 35 plus. If you're not getting a 35 plus year old kicker, then you're fucking up hard because your kicker is going to be on some team. He's going to miss a bunch of 30 yard field goals for no reason. That's where whenever uh, Oakland took a kicker in the first round like 10 or 15 years ago, it was crazy. Like that type of stuff's not supposed to happen anymore. Kicking isn't valued in that way. These guys are coming from like Australia and New Zealand at like 34 and killing it in the league.
0: So we mentioned it a little bit pre-show and we, I said, we'd get into it there. The, the lions overall, looking at the lions at a whole, if you looked at their draft class and you didn't tell me where they were picked, I would look at you and say they fucking crushed it. Like great draft. Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Sam LaPorta, Brian Branch, Hendon Hooker in the 3rd just cuz Broderick Martin like they're they had so many picks in the first 3 rounds and absolutely nailed all of them. My one Sam issue, LaPorta, bro.
2: I can't believe they got him.
0: But they took him with Tucker Kraft and
2: there was a lot of people on the board, but at six foot three, two like thirty five, two forty no, five. Sam Laporta he Sam is, LaPorta LaPorta is going to He's crush going to abs-
0: it. Now, my thing is, is if you told me that they took Jameer Gibbs at pick eighteen and then took Jack Campbell at thirty four, okay, that that I kind of would understand. Like the only reason I'm not completely over, like just over myself with the Jameer Gibbs pick is just because they traded back from six, got capital and then selected it. You know, you're taking a running back. Now somebody did make a great point that I, it did sway me on a little bit and made me see the bigger picture. The lions see blood in the water with that division. And we've mentioned it to where they see it as We have these few holes we need to plug. We need depth at running back. We need a playmaker there. We need depth at linebacker. We need a tight end. We need depth at defensive back. Like they plugged all of these holes they weren't able to plug in free agency. And so for me, it's a team that's looking at this division's up for the taking because Aaron Rodgers isn't here anymore. And that's a straight path to the playoffs, which we were one game away from making last year. So I I'm love the like Lions draft. It's just I do have small gripes with where they took their guys. But in the end, like, who the fuck am I to talk about, like, value? Like, like I said, I love all of the guys they picked.
1: Yeah, when you ask, so like, who's your favorite or who you think did the best in the draft, like, they could easily be the best in the see, long run. I think
0: I think they because of the players is they the got- best overall. They got the number one corner. They got the number one wide receiver. They hit on all their other picks in the late round. Like, I love this. The Seahawks did the best for as far as value and positional need. My favorite draft was what the Lions did because literally they took their first five guys they took were all dudes that were on my top, like, 50 big board. Every single guy they took. So, like, I can't be mad at what they did. Like I said, I just have a small gripe on where they took them, but I'm not a GM, so what do I know?
2: And it's whenever they took them is whenever they valued them, and we see that these players have value. So, again, it's like you're saying. It's such a small thing. The players that they have at the positions that they got them at were top top tier at their position in a draft that wasn't viewed to have a lot of depth. They needed to get these players early because they weren't going to be there later and whoever was there later wasn't going to do that well. I think a thing a lot of people aren't talking about is the Bills taking Dalton Kincaid. I think that they finally now have a second pass catcher that's going to actually be a real pass catcher like the he's a great run blocker, but he also is off the charts athletic at the like tight end I position.
0: Think, I think their coach or their GM described him as an oversized Cole Beasley. Like that's how they view him. Oversized slot wide receiver and me and Jared when we were watching the draft like made this point to where it seemed less like teams were picking guys for value and were picking more like Fuck it. There's not much value in this draft. So we're gonna just take our guys. Like the guys yep. that we like hit on with the combine, the guys that we gelled with whenever we brought him in for a personal interview. And you know, so that's who we're taking. And it explains the Lions pick. It explains the Bills taking Kincaid there. Cause tight ends not necessarily a huge need. Honestly, I think if Jack Campbell was there for him, he that probably would have been the pick.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, early projections for next year's draft order. I feel, um, absolutely Patriots are going to be a top 10 pick. I, with the amount of competition that they have to deal with and the roster that they're going to be currently running with, I don't know if what new defensive player that no one's ever heard of is going to ball out this year, they're going to have one but I don't know if that'll be enough to like bridge the gap with the bills, the dolphins and the jets, like rosters. They are legit rosters that are in one of the hardest uh, conferences in the sport. So I feel like they're definitely going to be a top 10.
0: According to Vegas, the top 10 would shape up like this. Everybody healthy. According to them, Arizona, number one, Arizona <laughs> number two, cu- courtesy of Houston. I'm telling you, bro, Arizona's roster is bad. And they play in the division with the 49ers. They also have a new the... coach.
2: And they have a new coach. Exactly. And I get it. Yeah. I get it.
0: Tampa Bay at number three. They don't have Makes a sense. very good roster Makes aside sense. from their stars. Rams at number four. That one, maybe. That's a lot it just dependent on the health of like their top guys colts at number five that's just shitting on anthony richardson in my opinion the commanders at number six falcons at number seven packers at number eight picking in the top 10 next year tennessee Titans. i see at that nine. happening no no, and no i the see bears the packers at number 10
2: i don't see that at all i think the bears Courtesy have had Carolina. so much Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Um. All right. I, I see that it's more of a possibility. Yeah. Bears have had too much turnover on their roster. Too many explosive playmakers at all positions to like fail. With how good Justin Fields looked, now he has so much help. He has no excuse but to succeed. Like that's just what it is.
1: Would you be surprised though if he has the same kind of outcome as last season? I would be.
2: I think that he's more of a player than that, that, that whenever he has players around him, if he's still running the ball 15 times a game for, you know, 130 yards average, like that's bullshit. That's him not utilizing open people when they're open. DJ Moore is going to be fucking open sometimes. And on top of that, you got Darnell Moody. You got Cole Kibbe. I mean, there's so many people that are going to be running all over that field. Someone's going to be open. Well, it's going to be he, on him to put it there.
0: You've just got to assume, though, like Fields also. He's getting a second year in the system. And he's just got to progress as a passer. I mean, uh, truly, if he doesn't with next year's class and everything, I hate to say it, but he could be a guy that they're looking at the chopping block, but with his athletic ability, I mean, on if he just becomes a half what decent passer, you're looking at just an absolute weapon. And I agree.
2: That's his biggest weakness from last year was his ability to use his arm. He was utilizing his leg. And in the first like four weeks, they were only throwing it like 10 to 15 times a game though. That wasn't on him. That was on the play calling and Matt Nagy and, and what they were doing there. So they um, they have a new regime in, in the Bears now this year, right? Did somebody take over their uh, coaching staff?
0: I'm pretty sure they got everybody returning this year, don't they? Matt Nagy for another year? No, it's not Nagy. It's uh, Eber. Oh,
2: that's right. That's right. Uh, Nagy was the year before. Yeah, Whenever Fuse they drafted. The yeah, last year. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. drafted there Justin Fields. Okay.
0: There you go. So um, let's see. So we went over the Georgia guys, so we got that. So, okay. We mentioned the Seahawks, and like I said, I love their draft. I think they had the best draft. They added Zach Charbonnet in the second round, a top three running back in this draft here to pair with Kenneth Walker now Kenneth you know dealt with ankle injury here and there a little bit but looked like a solid workhorse now Kenneth Walker coming into this year fantasy wise especially in dynasty leagues was looking like a top five top 10 guaranteed pick like he was going in the first round in your dynasty league for sure what do you think Charbonnet does to that value overall? Like, does he affect it at all? Like, does it maybe drop Kenneth now to, like, the second round? You're looking at him as, like, your RB2 instead? I think you have to with with that. Like,
1: there's no reason they're picking up a rookie running back like that and not going to utilize him. We know how good Kenneth Walker is, but it's only a matter of time until he goes down. I mean, that's just that's- every running back.
2: See, I think that you said it right there. I think that that's why they drafted Charbonnet in the first place was as an insurance policy that if Kenneth does go down, if he proves to be Chris Carson reincarnated and I can only get 12 games out of him at the most in a season, then, yeah, we need Charbonnet to be that Rashad Penny. I think that if we look back on the last couple of years of the Seahawks, though, we'll see what they're going to be planning with this new just tandem. I mean, they got rid of both of the old guys, and now they just have two new fresh guys how much that they can think, just use together.
0: How much do you think that they try to use them honestly, kind of like how the Cowboys did last year with Pollard and Zeke?
2: See, I think that it's less of a share than last year. I think if you go to the year before, where Pollard really was coming in on like some third downs, he was coming in on some series. Whenever Zeke Zeke was still the guy, Zeke still so had twelve hundred yards you're saying, two years you
0: think ago. Carbonet is going to become the feature back because I'm no, 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 no.
2: I I'm think Kenneth Walker is still the feature See, back. That's
0: where I'm talking like this year to where Kenneth Walker is like Tony Pollard. He's your guy between the twenties. Between the tens, he's gonna pop something off. He's your guy in the past, okay. I see and what and you're saying. Charbonize, charbonize your Zeke to where he's because your he
2: is a fucking stuffer that's bang, bang, bang. Oh, that's huge, that's what bro. he does, yeah. He's he's like yeah. 220 or something. So, I, I think that you're seeing a lot more, okay, in that way. I mean, they that's like the Before they drafted Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker was the only person on that roster. They don't have this, like, stock of young running backs like they have had in the past. So I think that they needed someone like Charbonnet. I think that if he ends up being special as a top three running back in this class, that they look like geniuses. But if he ends up being a run stopper, uh, run stuffer, he wasn't that high of a draft pick anyways. I think he was the second round talent at running yeah. back it, it, it was a running back with very this draft class
0: they got people with talked their second, shit last year round print.
2: yeah they talked shit last year about how bad the draft class was this year's draft class i think the expectations are super low for any of these guys to come out and be starters and to take the league by storm like there's not a lot of players that are just gonna shine day one compared to last the like two or three years ago and some of these draft classes that we've seen.
0: So, you know, staying on that. You just brought that up there. Let's since uh fifth year options came up for the players that were drafted in 2020. T- only 12 players had their fifth year options picked up. That's the lowest I believe since like 1999. Wow. Since the CBA, since they've had the fifth-year option. Burrow, Tua, and Herbert got theirs picked up. They're the quarterbacks. It's going to happen. Andrew Thomas, the left tackle for the Giants. Derek Brown, the defensive tackle for the Panthers. Jedrick Wills, the left tackle for the Browns. Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs for Tampa.
2: Basically the only linemen that the Bucks have at this point. They had to pick up this option.
0: Had to. Jerry Judy... AJ Terrell, the corner for uh, Atlanta, which he deserves it. CD got his picked up, which makes sense. Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson, that's fucking the no-brainer. And Brandon Ayuk got Brandon his pick.
2: Ayuk was a first round, and then Debo was like a second or third rounder in that same draft.
0: I want to say they were different drafts.
2: I thought that they were in the same year.
0: Because I want to say, Debo was also a first round pick, or he, at least a second round pick.
2: Yeah, but I know he was an early went, pick.
0: They may have went one and one and two in that same draft. I wanted to say they went like one year apart.
2: So Brandon Ayuk is surprising to me.
0: Came up well, like that's time. what I'm saying.
2: I think that this is the year. This is his last year of his contract because I'm I'm fairly certain that he was drafted in the no, same draft right, class as they Brandon Ayuk.
0: This last year, and they yeah. had to because he was going to hit free agency after so this yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, they went. First I second. don't
2: know about picking. I mean, 14.1 is not that much for Brandon Ayuk. I'm not saying not he's not worth season. that money for one season, but I just don't know about it. Like, some of these players that didn't get picked up makes total sense. Brandon Ayuk and Jerry Judy both strike me as players that weren't really worth it yet. Neither one of them has shown anything in three seasons that they have to get the next contract and that you have to keep them because you spent a first round pick on them.
0: Well, to me, Judy is also a matter of You're not really going to get anybody else to replace him. He's kind of dealt with some injury things, and when he has been healthy, he's shown you he can go for 10 receptions, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Like, So that's to me, it's like, okay, let's give you one more season, see if you can stay healthy. And there were some guys who didn't, like weren't eligible, like Jeff Okuda. He was ineligible for his option because he was traded. Lions paid part of his salary for next year, all of that contractual stuff so he was ineligible but couple guys getting their because he should he
2: would have gotten picked up for sure
0: oh yeah couple guys getting their options straight up declined starting from the bottom Clyde Edwards Hilaire Noah Igbenogany which I mean
2: both of those are neither one surprising Noah, most people don't even know this guy exists if you're not a Dolphins player and or a fan and if you're not a Dolphins fan you definitely can't pronounce his name
0: Patrick Queen, the linebacker. That one was surprising
2: because of surprising. how well he was supposed to be so good, but didn't weren't they the ones that just signed Roquan Smith? Didn't they trade for Roquan and sign him, the yes. Ravens? Yes. So that's why, because they knew they weren't keeping Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen obviously didn't work out. I was so excited about him whenever he was coming into the draft, too.
0: See, I loved Patrick Queen coming out, and... But for, I think it's just for him, it's another thing to where it's, he hasn't really been able to stay on the field. He hasn't been very productive. Then you've got guys like same thing, really, with Jordan Brooks, another linebacker. Cesar Ruiz, like a center. Center. Kenneth Murray, another linebacker. Jalen Rager. I mean, we kind of saw that one coming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Caleb on After, chase. On. Well, didn't he get he got traded, too. That was that yeah. was another one that was traded. So he couldn't. Yeah. But um, he wasn't Austin, going to either. Yeah. Austin Jackson. Claybon Chason was probably one of the, the one of the bigger names from that draft because uh, he's a, a edge rusher. Um At he, he, big name ended up being shit. That hasn't done anything. Like I haven't. Nothing. Who's he even play for right now?
0: Nothing. Uh, right now I. This week on where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> Austin Jackson didn't get picked up by the Dolphins. Don't pick it up. No. Javon Kinlaw. uh, That one, Javon Kinlaw's not getting picked up is kind of shocking to me.
2: More than that, though, the next one, Makai Becton, 11th pick overall. He hasn't been able to stay on the field. I get that. I get that. But this guy is a fucking monster whenever he's actually on the field. I think that I would have given him two more seasons because this year isn't their fifth year. This year's their fourth year. And then that means that you have them locked up for the next season as well. Yeah. I think I would have put in my my chips in on Makai Becton for two more years, and then that's it. I'm never investing in the guy ever again after that. But I'll give him what the most on here is like twenty nine million and those are like top five picks. He'd it would be have been getting, like fifteen million next
0: year. He'd be I'm, getting about what Andrew Thomas and Jedrick Wills got 14.1 like for exactly. time served and stuff so I, I see you there I do see you there CJ Henderson corner for the Panthers his didn't get picked up Isaiah Simmons and Chase Young those are probably the two more why not Chase injury stuff Isaiah Simmons same thing like these injuries are to I where, say it's not injury me, as much you as production all of that and it's like if Tua wasn't a quarterback, his absolutely would have not got picked up. Like him being a quarterback is what leads you to. Okay. Like we have to see what we have because you can turn our franchise around. If you can just fucking stay healthy, which
2: honestly, for just a moment, did you see that Kyle Brandt uh, quarterback tears and how uh, uh, Lawrence was going crazy about it?
0: i think. I think he, like, did that on purpose. Like, on pr- right? Lawrence it had to be, bro. Had Dude, to be.
2: Ha- I mean, he's got Jimmy Garoppolo on a tier of his own at the fifth tier with yeah. fucking Russ at four. I I understand that Sean Payton is going to make Russell Wilson look Which better than Nathaniel
0: Hackett. did. Austin probably agrees, though. He thinks Jimmy G's better than Tua and Trevor. Not <laughs>
1: – What are you fucking smoking, boy? Crack? <laughs> Come on now. Uh, i just making G sure you of that list. There, son. No, I couldn't more disagree with that list. <laughs> this bad yeah.
2: Thing. The worst was um, just like the fifth tier. I, I don't get Jimmy G being on a tier of his own. Like the only other quarterback that was on a tier of his own on that list was Patrick Mahomes, and he was the number one. Like, he was the first tier and he was the only one up there, which I don't agree with. I think that Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are on the same tier. They're putting up the same caliber of play. If
0: anybody agrees with giving Jimmy G any kind of flowers, like, it's me. But, yes, there ain't no way he should have been on a, a tier of his own, much less, like, tier five as far as quarterbacks in the afc like no he should have been the tier right above the rookies just because they're unknown right now yeah. and that would have been a good spot for him like i think they, yeah but like i said i think it was more for this reason is why he put that list so people talk about it the discussion like you make it generally good and it's like all right we're gonna put these guys right here and these are the guys you're gonna talk about you're not going to worry about these guys at the top. You're not going to argue about, oh, Joe Burrow above Josh Allen. No, that's not what you're going to argue. You're going to argue about this down here. Yep. Right, fellas. Is well, about hey, Josh Allen. you know, live show, you got anything else on your mind for the people out there? Vote for Trump. What? Don't, <laughs> what? don't, don't, no, don't do that. Wouldn't, no, I don't,
1: don't do that. I,
2: I think uh, we'll end it with that football is finally back. Right? The Not the yet. off season the off season starts when the Super Bowl ends. But I think that the season starts when the draft ends. Like well, now, now we are it's, gonna end up with like a it's dead period in May. There's oh there's some there's a little lull, but I, I like this lull. Which this lull is so much better gonna, than the first lull May after is the Super probably
0: Bowl. We're gonna, you know, take our little break and start season two of the bot. It's oh, the calm. It's the calm. Two. Calm season before two, the storm. That's when we'll be hitting up on YouTube. You'll be able to catch hey. this stream afterwards on the YouTube You're channel. You're already
2: seeing our beautiful faces. So Did there's, you, there's, yeah. this is a little Skylar preview of season there for two. Austin. Hey, hey, look well, at that well, pretty puppy. Are you guys puppy. going to see
0: Guardians this
2: weekend? Uh, I'm going tomorrow. Sure, boy. tomorrow. Uh, you want to skip work? Go with me?
0: I wish I could.
2: Yeah. I could. I was, don't I you feel that? Saturday too. I feel like you have something coming on. Look at look at you right now. You don't even look I, good. I, I you should would, probably get some sleep.
0: I, no, I'm having to stock up my PTO days because if I don't have PTO to be able to go down and see my dad in Florida, he's gonna kill me. So I'm yes. like having to stock that up right now. So there that's where we're at with that. But uh well uh yeah. Oh oh what Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us out there me.
2: in the in the Twitterverse
0: and the twitch verse we're in the twitcher verse right here
2: the twitcher first thanks for joining kyle we love Kyle. You.
0: if you're hanging out still love you buddy thanks for being <laughs> a supporter of the you know of the chat of the pod so uh we're gonna get this shit edited up we'll have the podcast distributed you know this week as we should for all the listeners that aren't here seeing us live and then, uh, you know, you can always come back here and watch us at twitch.tv slash Pro Football Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Pro Football underscore Pod. Austin, what's that Twitter?
1: Austin underscore PFP, baby.
0: Oh, good job! I'm glad to see your your brain still works. There. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> nice and quack, quick, quick like as normal. Rainbow wheel on his <laughs> it's a loading love wheel. That. Come on, yeah, now. I love that.
2: Coach, <laughs>
0: what's that Twitter? Coach
2: underscore pfp
0: and you got me at hulk underscore pfp we love you guys thanks for hanging out we'll hit you guys next week back on wednesday 8 30 p.m eastern time see you fellas
1: hasta luego